This is the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. Story so far. Yay! They've Yay. won. Leo and Abby. Woo! They've won. The wildlife preserve is still a wildlife preserve. Woo! You mean the, the, the wasteland? The wasteland. Still a, <laughs> it's still a wasteland. <laughs> The birds Hurrah. are very happy. The seagulls are happy. Hurrah for that. Uh, so, yeah, Ken Master's been shafted by Charles, and the Lin- Lynette catamaran, which Bill has been harping on about, is that would break, and Tom doesn't believe it. Has broken. Oh, no. Ooh. No. Anyway, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. And we are following the law- glorious, glorious Yossi drama that is Howard's Way. IMDB say about this gorgeous episode. Okay, Jonathan. IMDB says... Bill is ready to gloat over Tom's premature return. Avril accuses her father of being hung over again. Dawn introduces Ken to Mark Foster. Gerald assures Freya of his loyalty. Polly urges a depressed Abby to put her decision behind her and move forward. Jack attempts to dodge complaining customer Caroline Davis Seagram. Jan learns she needs Tom's consent to get a business saving loan. Kate makes a success as Jan's new sales lady. Tom can't isolate a fault in his calculations. Leo warns Abby against getting involved with extremist Curtis Yeager. (gasps) Ken proposes a sales, shows and racing partnership with Foster. Jack has a change of heart regarding Caroline. Kate refuses to give Ken a second chance. Freyr digs into the past of one of the Urquhart's. Tom's support touches Jan. Abby ignores Leo's sound advice. And Jack and Bill rejoice in a return to their old ways of doing business. I absolutely adore this episode. It was just... It was great. It was... All the strengths of all the characters really came to the forefront. Yeah. <laughs> so. It wasn't as dragging as some of the the mid-series yeah, episodes. Yeah, a few of been. the episodes have been like they've been dra- dra- dragging a corpse around and trying to find somewhere to yeah. bury it. But hey, yeah. the wildlife preserve is now preserved, so Hurrah. hey, Hurrah. <laughs> Hurrah. there's somewhere for people to bury the, de- bury the dead. Yeah, so we're, we're sort of progressing now towards the series finale. So I expect... You know, the pace will continue to it to it, pick it up. motored along. Now, what we do have to mention in this episode: shoulder pads. Oh yes. my god! Yes. 
I mean, it was just... There were shoulder pads in this episode. And Lynn's haircut. Lynn's had a haircut. Well, Lynn seems to have aged five years in the in, 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 an, episode. in, in an episode. Oh, because last week's episode, she, her, she had long hair and she's all being fey and very... Very sort of schoolgirlish. Schoolgirlish. And now uh, she's a woman. And now she's a woman. And a she was woman. wearing this grey leather shoulder padded jacket. And the shoulder pads were, oh, for Christ's sake, I think a herd of cattle had to sacrifice themselves for the leather in that bloody thong. I mean, it, it was enormous if it was going down the motorway you'd probably have to get a, a wide load you'd probably have to get two two motorcyclists up front and a big range rover behind it was huge also sorry jan oh my god jan she's gone like fashionista oh my it's just like Oh my God! Wow, the budget was really thrown on, on, yeah. on that. Yeah, I think I think they discovered. Oh, we've only got a few more episodes left, but oh, we've, we've got, got some money, money left. left in the in the. So the, and I noticed for the first time they have a a fashion advisor on this on the on the payroll. Yeah, well, they're still putting poor old Kate into the building society. Yeah, she does. Outfits. She does dress like she's ready for a shift at the building society. <laughs> but is with her a... tie neck. <laughs> <laughs> tie neck blouses and goodness knows what else so they need to work on kate a bit yeah but so it's yeah it, it, i mean the fashion was great I, it was just oh my god so so where the, are we going to start the then? start well we'll start with the tom storyline tom storyline he's so come, last week tom was out on the sailing on the lynette, on the, on the, lynette the catamaran or the 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 twin hulled yes washing machine or whatever no, it is <laughs> Um, and with an almighty crack. That's how it ended. How it ended. With, with Marty Webb then, dulcetly. I can't wait for that to end, because I think this, that stops at the end of this thing. <laughs> Thank, Thank goodness. We have the Jazzy Howard's, Howard's Way ending, yeah. which is fabulous. We like that one. Uh, we like that one. This one is just getting a bit tedious now. But anyway, he comes back, and Bill is a bit gloaty, which is obvious. I mean, Bill has got the... He's got the experience. The, 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 and in fairness... So Tom still quite understand why. Maybe he's just got like feet and inches and centimeters and maybe he's got meters. a decimal place in the wrong. Yeah, I mean there must be something wrong. wrong. Uh, but he can't he can't figure it out, and it's just like mm, well, I mean it must be something. It must be something simple. But um, but anyway, he's a little bit like mm, this is not very. He's good. down in the dumps. He's and, glum, and he walks into a phone call that uh, Avril is dealing with with something. What was it? What, what was the name of Mrs. Uh, Caroline, Mrs. Caroline Davis Seagram? Davis Seagram where, that wrote in asking for a quote for a new boat, and, uh, and Jack, Jack, has, has, Jack has been avoiding her correspondence, and uh, Avril arranges her to come yeah, down because Jack believes that she's a she's an annoying a dour sort of woman, and then uh, who's dealt with before who's just pesters and pesters and pesters. But apparently, this is the new wife. Yes, actually, widow. I think a, a widow. Widow. Wi- wi- yeah, I think she's a widow. Yeah. So. So she's inherited all the Davis well, Seagram money. Yes, and and, and, assume. and she rocks up to the um, the Mermaid Yard in this open top nine eleven Porsche. <gasps> that was very nice. I loved that. When I was a kid, I wanted a nine eleven Porsche. I Did really, you? really, because oh, I loved I loved the look of it. I, I nearly bought a Boxster. Um, but then I thought, I'm not spent. Why am I spending so much money on something that's going to lose it? I'd prefer to be bought one, but unfortunately, no one did. Uh, oh. so- <laughs> mm. 
Maybe, the, <laughs> may, maybe as, this year. Maybe, a, maybe oh, your Christmas. Well, it is stopping. my birthday in two weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she is uh, quite sort of attractive. I would say powerful. She's, she's an attractive older lady. Um, she is completely ill-suited to Jack. But Jack but seems a little bit disarmed with, uh, with well, Jack. Well, Jack goes on full-on flirt full mode, which is, is rather disconcerting. So Jack takes her out for lunch at the Jolly Sailor, and they talk about bits and pieces. Then he arranges a, an evening date. So again, Howard's Way, the Tarrant set, the, the Weight Watchers sort of, sort of slimming world clubs around Tarrant must be empty because they're all having lunch somewhere. <laughs> well, that's, that's how the Tarrant set work, you know, they... <laughs> They have a constant eating yeah. out. Off season, they just wire their jaws up. Drink, <laughs> so, live on water and lemon juice. Yes. Um, so he is slightly smitten and takes her out to this posh place, and then not she, Casper's. No, not Casper's. No, but it did look very nice. It did well. Casper. We haven't seen Casper's for a while, have we? No, we haven't. Because I mean, Casper seems to be. It was. It was. It, I'm not. Yeah, we have seen internally of Casper's. Yeah, but Casper's was more of a dinner dance kind of venue rather than a. <laughs> yeah, that's where the Jad and Ken. Yeah, <laughs> yes, rather rather than a, a posh pushing up. Yeah. So, but I think Casper's it heavily features more in uh, later episodes. And later well, I series. shall look forward know, to that. Fabulous. Though. So, so Jack takes Caroline to an unnamed. Restaurant, restaurant and which is rather posh, yeah. rather she she. And then she announces that she is going to. Uh, she is also speaking to yes. two other boatyards. So she's getting competitive quotes. Yeah. So, so she's not as green as she's cabbage looking. It's, no. It's, she, and she's not falling that much for Jack's oily charm. I don't. I don't think Jack's got oily charm. He's. He, he, there is something really quite nice and grandfatherly oh, i think gentlemanly gentlemanly i think that there is there is an element of uh, of gentlemanness when he's where not with, boozing where with ken masters he's a little bit he tries too hard it's as though he's really going for it and it, it it's it, it, he, he misses the mark many a time when he's trying to impress someone. Yeah, I think I think Jack was is a bit more of a natural. Yeah, he's he's a charmer, charmer rather than Ken, who's a forced. He's, he's a forced reaction. He's, he's like he's read the book on the rules or whatever that. I, well, that, I, that uh, book was. I think he probably bought the book because he thought he should be on the shelf, but I don't think he actually opened the pages. Uh, so I think he's that type of person. Um, so, so Jack sort has charmed, and the episode ends uh, with Jack celebrating with uh, a little whiskey. He seems to be off. off yes, off, because off. Caroline Davis Seagram has placed an order, order for a forty foot in for wood. a forty forty foot wood solid wood, apparently. Mm, yes. So, Which is they're off to the new forest to to, to go and find to cull some trees, <laughs> to cull some trees in their natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so things are looking up. So things are looking up for Jack. Um. So Avril. But Jack is imagining that this is just the start of, of uh, something of something that I think he's he's probably deluding himself oh, I mean, a little was, bit. Yeah. There was a little bit of a sensitive moment. I mean, this is what I loved about this episode. It was really very. All the characters are going to their strengths, and it was. It is what Howard's way do best at the intimate bits, where Avril and Jack had a moment where Avril said, "I know that you feel like you're losing control, 
but you still have a role here. And there was a sensitive sort of father-daughter yeah. scene. And that was yeah. that was just absolutely delicious. I've said it before. I'll mm. say it again. Yeah. That's where Howard's Way does, is at its best, is in those small, intimate moments. And, and so with the whole Tom situation as well, Tom has invited Avril to go to the, wed- go to the wedding, um, of Lynn's wedding to Claude. And um, then... And Jan invites Tom round so that they well, we're, we're family s- house. We're skipping a well, well, it, a so bit. we're trying to follow the the, the Tom storyline, but we've sort of we seem to have wedged Jack in there. But we've covered Jack, so we're back to Tom, and to, uh, and Jan say uh, so she she needs to get these extra funding and overdraft, and she needs to put the house up for collateral. And the way how whatever how it's been staggered is that. Yes. Yeah. Again, it's it's best not to think too it's best hard not to about, think about it. About but this. whatever whatever document needs to be signed, it needs to be signed by both yeah. um, Tom and Jan. And Jan's fully because how Jan reacted with the house being put up to collateral for Tom's venture into the Mermaid Yard, she's expecting that whole thing. So she, it's an awkward conversation yeah. for her. But she says, mm. "Look, I need you to sign this document." She says, "Yeah, fine." And that really. Disarms, I mean, that's there. That disarms Jan. And that, I think. again, that was a absolutely. Because I think Jan is anticipating. To have to fight to for have to it. Fight and, for uh, it. Uh, and I mean, she, she doesn't have a drink. She's making a. a, a, a she just gets it. When she fills the kettle up, really weird way. I mean, it's like over the counter, isn't it? Where, or is it, or is it, she puts the kettle on. Um, it seemed, that, that, that scene was not blocked out very well. But, but the director said, "Okay, love, just do some business with the kettle." Well, well she puts she it was, on the arga. Yeah, so she that, was. She she was. Um, you know, she was working around working, the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> making sure, making sure the sight angles are all good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she, she, I don't think she was wearing shoulder pads. It wasn't as though no, she, was she of, couldn't get around the counter. Yeah, that was one of the brief brief scenes of without <laughs> shoulder pads. Than shoulder pads. Yeah. But that and. And, she, and he says, yeah, "Yeah, fine, I'll do it." And she and he, she's she's like quite a step back. And then he says, "Look, I think you've really developed and you've done well." And it wasn't done in a like a Ken Masters like, "Oh, you're doing really well" sort of thing. He was being genuine. He's genuinely happy for her, and I think that's that sensitive thing. And you could so see that there was lo- loads of points and markers. Where I think that the trajectory of Tom and Jan, they were going to get back together again at some point, um, because they were there for each other, and there was, and that, that is even more so, I think, in series four. Yeah, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So we're only on, coming towards coming towards the uh, the crescendo of series two. Yeah, and all I can say is that the Howard's house must be worth a heck of a lot of money if it's if it is supporting two lots of business loans yeah but i think he only needed but i think i i i, I let's let's not get caught up in that because no. anything on Howard's way involve anything business or legal is totally baffling and makes absolutely no sense outside of the Howard's way universe so trying to make sense of it is really not gonna no no not not, gonna I'm, not, I'm not going on there i mean because i think i think i can get it i can i i can Toss away the sort of the business bollocks and sort of the, the financy twenty percent of something or other la 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 la. Um, we did get mention of money in this episode, but we'll get onto that. But that's the Ken Masters story uh, with Mark Foster. 
um, the new addition to the Howard's Way sort of cast. Um, so, but I think this episode, it was really going to the strengths of those nice intimate scenes. Indeed. Um, which was really, really good. Now, we have we have a really nice intimate scene. It starts with, there's uh, Abby moping around looking at a family album of William. Wearing uh, a mohair cardigan. Wearing, yeah, she's moping over wearing a mohair cardigan. And in fairness, Polly, Polly's really, that was really, again, that was a really, really good scene and a really good moment. She but, does try, does Polly. She does. Well, she can be trying at she times. Does, she does put the effort in. And so, I mean, the, 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 there was more Polly, Polly Gerald storyline and everything. So it's like Abby is sort of moping around she's i mean she you've got the success of the wildlife preserve and the protest and blah 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 blah, and and she's just trying to find a way and and polly's saying well maybe you can go to university or have a career a career and 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 go to, but i mean polly is i think if abby wanted to do anything like go to university or do, do something like that yeah and i think polly's given up on hoping for a, a hudson Future, Hudson, Hudson for, future. But I mean, for, I think that's still in the wings. Um, but that's been thing. But she can. I think if if if, for example, Abby wanted to do something like sort of go to university somewhere foreign, then that'd be fine. Go, you can go and do yeah. Look that. what happened the last time. She came back with a baby. I don't think Abby can be just, trusted. Just take, just to be take overseas. a suitcase full, full, full of full of protection. <laughs> Lots of yeah. condoms and she needs, lady a, le- she needs a leaflet. <laughs> a nice leaflet to, to to go through. Flick through. So uh, so I'm yeah. So I'm, and Polly has another another really nice scene with Gerald because um, Gerald goes back cap in hand to yeah. So Charles. so Charles and Gerald have a. Have a scene, yeah. Um, where it's all it's all a bit, to be honest, it's all a bit over elaborate and set up and and why why does Gerald put his tiny briefcase in, in the, the back of his, his cavalier cavalier saloon boot, boot car? So so Charles is dictating this letter to his Dolly Bird secretary in big specs. Who looks? Who look? Yeah, it's it looks like posh spice. Yeah, I don't think she was actually named. No, she wasn't. Named. Um, so th- th- there was no name. And she looks a bit like Posh Bar- Spice in uh, Dear Dribalo Specs. Um, and she was As you can a, imagine such a thing. And, and then she was, she was in another scene in the boardroom that was at Pebble Mill. Yeah. Well, let's not skip too <laughs> so, far. So, so Charles has, has welcomed so, Gerald so, back well, well, within well, uh, sort of yeah, a yeah, half-assed yeah. way. Let, let's just, you know, you're, you're skipping, okay. skipping too fast here. There's a lot to unpick okay. here. So Charles is sitting at his desk, surrounded by technology, dictating this business bollocks letter, <laughs> meanwhile watching on his security cameras uh, Gerald's arrival, presumably plotting and planning his his, his approach. Mm. Um, Gerald has is is really made to to has, has to Gerald has to work for it. Yeah. Gerald isn't welcomed back into the fold it, all open that, arms all that easily. It's, it's, it is quite squirmy, but again, they that that intimate scene wasn't as sensitively done. But you well, could, it wasn't. It was never going to be sensitively done because this is Charles is showing Char- his Charles, power. Yeah, Charles is peacocking mm. and demonstrating to Gerald just how you know his his macho power and making Gerald 
grovel to get his to get his job back. Yeah. So and but and then he, we immediately then go is that immediately back into the the back of Charles's uh, yeah Charles's Bentley and they're talking business bollocks. bollocks as if yeah I was saying I've got this meeting at eleven thirty and blah 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 at the blah, Euro blah. Sync board <laughs> board meeting yeah I mean there was a lot of I mean even you mentioned and it was and I was like I, I sometimes tune out when you have the business bollocks and Charles so it, Charles is showing his authority and yeah. power and puts Gerald yeah. into an an awkward situation because there's some board meeting yeah. where I mean what you're alluding to here is really that this whole Eurosync board meeting was from a dramatic from from the purpose of the narrative was completely pointless. Yeah, it was like it five was, minutes of filler. It was egregious time wasting because none of it has any impact whatsoever on any story. On any storyline whatsoever. The only thing it does go in it goes in a, in a heavy-handed way of Charles being nice and smarmy to this older guy who's a, di- a managing director of one of his businesses. Eurosync. Euros- I don't know what Eurosync does. It sounds like does it makes sinks. Yes. <laughs> it's a cast, ca- a cast iron sink yes. business. Or yes, there's a range of sinks in every B&Q or do it, do it all store in yeah. the 1980s or home base. Um, yes. And I'm not quite sure where Eurosync is, is based because the, the car turns up at... At um, sort of Capitol House in Southampton, which is that's student accommodation. Which is now student accommodation, but uh, actually the boardroom. We're back in Power Mill. Power Mill with neck curtains. Yeah, with neck, <laughs> with neck curtains, and they still got that green baize tablecloth on the. So they have they have velcroed a, a a logo to to the partition wall to make it look. <laughs> yeah. Presumably, that's a Eurosync logo. <laughs> no idea. So this, yeah, so. Charles is char- charming and everything to this older guy who looked completely out of place around the boardroom because there's lots of younger people and sort of go-getters and that sort of thing. And then you've got this old guy with a moustache, receding hairline and blah, 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 blah. And he's made a mistake with regards to funding or sort of costs analysis or something. Yes, such he, he was badly advised. He was badly advised. Made it, took a business decision that has cost Charles money. Yeah, basically. And, and, and Charles stabs him in the back. Right, now, if this if this scene was to, to demonstrate that, I think it's been shown quite clearly over the past few episodes we don't need to ram down our no you don't, you don't need way. don't need so basically he's, he's smarmy and everything and says okay well it's, it's one of those things and then the old guy the, the old guy comes up to him and apologizes and then when he leaves charles turns around to gerald fire him and then it's just like yeah i say gerald knows his position he's there to do some of the nasty job, and I'm sure Charles could quite happily do the do the. But I'm sure Gerald job. has done that for Charles on yeah. many occasions. But before. it just ha- it really hammers it home, and it's just it's a bit, it, it's it, a it, it was a hammer to to crack a nut, really. And what it is, it is quite nice. It has it is alluded that Charles is aware of Gerald's predilection of um of, of, of his romances or a romance. Um, so, which again is 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 hinted on, but you're discussing his same sex romances. Same right? same sex romances. Let's call a spade a spade. Because I mean, because last week Polly was uh, say Abby said to Polly that I know exactly what you're doing in the flat in London, but Abby doesn't know exactly what Gerald's doing in the flat in London because I think they've both got the flat in London for their both respective 
play things. And well, which, I'm not so sure that that's how it plays out for Joe. It, you know, it, 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 it's whitewashed in later series. Um, but I think we have a little bit more of Gerald's storyline in this series, which is quite interesting. But then they don't do anything with it, which is very sad. Um, but hey. Yeah. Um, well, that just has to be chalked up to what might have been, along with the, the, the interracial gay romance that yeah. might, might have been. Okay. Well, so we've covered the, the Gerald and Polly. Polly makes a guff when Jan. She makes a what? Makes a guff or with. What does that mean? Well, she she when she's That's, at a yacht club with Valerie's a gaff a gaff a gaff yeah. gaff in, uh, gaff gaff in gaff. that in my where I come from if you make a gaff then you fart. Oh, that's a pap. So Polly farts in the golf in the, <laughs> no, in in the, the yacht, yacht club. club. She goes there with with, with Valerie Singleton or whatever <laughs> for her name. Yeah. So so yeah. So um, and tries to mention Charles Freer to um, yeah. Uh, so so we've, we've sort of sl- like slipped skipped a bit there, haven't we? Because we we have a we have a scene in the in the the the, the massive workshop that um, that Claude and and Jan have. have. Have put have put together, and Lynn comes in, and she's looking five years old. Five years new older, haircuts. I could barely get through the, <laughs> the wide through, doors through, with through the door pads. with her shoulder pads. We have a <laughs> we, we have a, a very very brief uh, scene with Claude. This is a Claude light episode. I would. We say. just see, we see him wrapping bandages around a mannequin. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. He, he's he's mummifying a a, a, a mannequin. Meanwhile. Uh, clearly, since the, the painters are still at work and did notice, but they've constructed a, a partition to give Jan a, an office privacy. at one end, and she's having this this um, high powered meeting. Goodness knows who's. It must be when Kate's looking after oh, oh, after Perry 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 Plu because goodness knows how Jan is managing to parcel her time out and running a boutique and um, <laughs> all this high powered business stuff. But she's having this meeting with the bank. The bank manager trying to get funding. The difficulties over supplies, presumably okay. through Claude's ex, is putting a spanner in the works. It's all it's all creating cash flow issues. There's a cash flow issue, Jan. but there's again, there's say where the episode where Claude disappears to go and sort something out in a previous episode. There's no mention of this and the ex the ex fiance causing havoc. That's that 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 is that, for, is that forgotten about? That seems to be forgot. That's yeah. forgotten about now. So. Yeah. But, but we still seem to be having some supplier issues, and mm. so Jan is needing some business finance. And as we've already talked about, um, it has to be the house. But for for reasons best not thought too hard about, it Tom's all signature. requires Tom's signature, and it's all looking. But provided. It's all good news, mm-hmm. provided that Tom signs on the dotted line. The the future good. of House of Howard is is secure. Yeah. So, uh, and then mm-hmm. that's when they then decamp from there, mm-hmm. wherever that is. It's in Southampton. I suppose it's in Southampton, isn't it? Um, but then they 
go back to Tarrant with Sonia. We get to see Sonia. Sonia again. Who looks Sonia a bit again. like Magda from Abfab. Yeah, the fas- Fashmag slag. <laughs> Fashmag Fashmag slag. editor. Magda. <laughs> she's wearing the equipment. She's wearing massive well, the, shoulder pads. Yeah. Which, which shoulder pads are meant to be power dressed. They're meant to come in, in, in a, like a triangle, an upturned triangle. But hers is yeah. more of a rectangle. Ble- <laughs> it was just like, yeah. she, could, she walks in, looks like she's wearing a wheelie bin. Yeah, bless, <laughs> so- bless her. Sonia's not really built for shoulder pads <laughs> but then we do she... have that really bizarre i mean it's just it's just bizarre but how how the director managed to get all three of them in the one <laughs> the in, in the one <laughs> shot with <laughs> the mass jostling jostling their massive shoulder pads well when the, there's no room for anyone else in the yacht club <laughs> also we've got to mention when magda what was her name not sonia when sonia comes in she's like white waded through with a with a design folder and she goes past someone with like it looks like ivy tildesley with a terrible <laughs> terrible, a terrible wig. wig a terrible wig and, and obviously that extra was trying to make up a part because she was like follow her art she was just like following the character in like the the fashionista. Yeah, right? well, she was just try, probably just trying to avoid having an eye put out with by, a wheelie bin by, by, <laughs> by, by point, pointy um, shoulder pads. So they're having an intimate, an intimate discussing in, wedding dresses in the corner in the corner of the yacht club, like that, that and snug. the snug. They've moved Ina Sharples out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then in comes Polly uh, and makes a massive guff. guff. We're talking about Charles Freer when, and sort of Lynn goes all so sort of quiet and sullen and but, uh, sort of just remembering like nine episodes ago I was in I was in a coma. <laughs> so, but since then I've I've, I've sailed the yeah, Atlantic. I've sailed the Atlantic and, and, I, and I'm getting married. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and we're only at episode nine. Goodness knows what's going to happen by the end of the series. So, so yeah. that, that that was quite interesting. There was a nice scene with Polly and Gerald, um, where Polly is they're, they're having a conversation. I mean, the, the Polly and Gerald scenes well, are well. Polly pours Gerald a, a massive gin and tonic. I do. I did approve of. Yeah, I do of approve po- of her Polly's portion. measures. Yeah, I, I as I've said it before. I want I want Polly to be my mama. It was just like she's just delicious. She's just like whoa. Uh, because yeah, she, minus the parental neglect. Yeah. <laughs> well, the similarities uh, on that front as well. Uh, <laughs> oh well, that's yeah, best, that's... best said. Like, least, <laughs> least said, soonest mended, so, Jonathan. But 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 Polly and Gerald have yeah a, that sword cuts both ways. Yeah. Mm. But but Polly and Gerald, they have. Uh, we had there was a nice scene in a previous in the previous series where they're in the yacht club and they have a conversation about various romances and things like that, and that was really quite nice because it felt it was that was a bit of a comic interlude. And the thing is, when they're not arguing at each other um, or having those nagging things, they really do. There's a really nice symbiosis between the two of them, um, and well, they sort of get that sense of clinging together through adversity, yeah. really. And I think that is really... I mean, it's it, ultimate marriage of convenience. It is a marriage of convenience. And, but it's, and it is convenient for, for both, both of, them. of them. They're both getting... Well, Polly's getting endless shopping trips and, and Gerald is getting respectability of having a wife at home who's who knows how to conduct herself at cocktail parties. Yeah, and, and will sleep with a client... Uh, yeah, knows which knife and fork to use. Yeah, yeah fabulous. And and and, she, and Polly's aware of what Gerald has done, and and she is also aware of the can of worms that has been opened up. 
the creaking the creaking can of worms yeah um so i think she's semi pleased that when because gerald said he doesn't seem to be that affected um with regard to charles knowing that abby's his daughter so i mean that was really but unbeknownst Mm -hmm. unbeknownst to gerald yeah i mean there was a sensitive there is a there is a there is there's something we it's we like get the brewing. sense of something brewing with Charles. We he's listening to some kind of modernist classical music cacophony. I think Stravinsky or someone like that. He's and, on his own drinking a brandy glass, yeah. a cut glass brandy glass, and it was very much he's on his own. Yeah, he's he's surrounded by business through the day, and everyone is is very respected. But for that that scene, it did look it it really hammered home. He doesn't actually have any friends. No. And whose fault is that? Well, it is his fault. It is his fault. But he is replacing everything with his business. focus on business over he's he's prioritizing business over personal relationships. And of course, let's want to give spoilers. We discover in subsequent series why that might well, yeah. be, etc., etc., etc. But at the moment, Charles is a bit of a mystery. Yeah, we don't really know very much about him, but. We get that. That's the first sense I think we've really had from Charles about actually having some sort of emotional yeah. response to something. And the thing that he's having the emotional response to is discovering that he has a, a daughter. daughter. Mm. So he phones up some, some mysterious, eye. unnamed person and and um, basically starts to do some digging, digging into Abigail Uckert. Yes, that's the first time I've been known her, that she's Abigail. Yeah, she's just been she's always she's been Abby, Abby to me. Yeah, it's always been so, Abby to me. So, and that again, that's really nice, and it, it's that it's that sort of emotional connection, um, which I really I think that worked really well with Howard's way, um, and and that's what makes it still fresh, uh, even though we laugh about the shoulder pads. Now we're going to go on to on to um, well, Kate had a bit of a nonsense story. Yeah, line. so Kate Kate, well, Kate has Kate, been Kate. employed by Jan as a vendeuse, I think is the technical expression for a lady who sells clothes. Yes, um, and so there's there's as you know there's there's a an elderly lady in a frumpy tie neck looking like she's been working at the building society trying trying to sell. High end fashion and making a surprisingly good job. Yeah, of it. I mean, they had a really nice scene with Jan. Where Jan said, "Well, you can do it up to twenty percent off this range." And they got these horrible vile yeah. outfits. And I think they missed a trick with this because um, there was mention. So because I mean, obviously Kate does really well with regards to some high end boutique when she says a, a, a original Claude Dupont. Yeah, um, spot. It looks like a glitter ball's exploded, and they've just put a frocking in, in glue and then rolled it around in the floor it did look god awful but she sells a really high-end gown and i think she, she alludes because uh, ken comes into periplu um and says all right you seem to be doing very well and everything and uh, and they have a something happened off camera where kate said dawn came in looking for you because apparently you'd agreed to meet up with lunch for her and ken says oh dawn is just a, a work contact sort of thing uh, and I think they've really missed a trick because you could have had that. You could have created a little bit of a story with Dawn where 
Ken Masters has said. All right, go into Perry Plu and, and get a frock because um, because the previous scene we've got Jan and Kate talking about these old these frocks which have got awful floral designs and everything. I see. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, with and that. I would have thought that she could have sold those to Dawn at full price and put it on Ken Masters' account. Um, <laughs> so. All you know, we'll just chalk that up to another missed opportunity. That would that I think that would really because I think this episode was very Dawn light as well, wasn't it? We see Dawn at the beginning part as so Dawn comes. Hi, Mark. How are you? And Mark Foster is the speedboat person. Yeah. Um, we've not we've not covered yeah we're, so we're, going, that's what we're, 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 we're pinging across let's, so let's that. just finish off so yeah perry plue perry Plu. so yeah so ken masters is in there and and kate is still very no nah, i don't think you're appropriate for jan and uh, ken says i want you to get to know i'd like you to get to know me more and kate says no i'm not interested and it brings up the subject of leo and he said that wasn't me and and it, yeah, was, and it was you, yeah. you, you, you so, liar. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, so I think I think this underlines the point that Ken's bridges have been well and truly torched between him and Kate and Jan and Jan. Well, yeah, yeah, me, 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 me. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was. So that was that was good, but we so the episode starts with Ken being with with Dawn being introduced to the speedboat yeah. place. Where so so Mark Fo- the the character of Mark Foster was introduced in the last episode um, mm-hmm. through a conversation between Ken and, and Dawn, Dawn because Mark is an ex of Dawn, yeah. and we're assuming that's that's why Ken has renewed his relationship esque with, with Dawn. Dawn. To get to get inroads into into Mark Foster, he's an ex uh, boat racing <laughs> legend or something. Yeah, like so he's, he raced. He was racing speedboats speed or something like that. Yeah, and, but and now he's, he's got a sort of he's he's got potential having a franchise and being the sole seller of this other range of speedboats. And we we see them walk through. They've got these like very elderly looking 1970s speedboats, and they've got this really glamorous one. And then he comes out the back of this yard, and then there's Mark Foster fiddling around with an engine of another one. Yeah. And uh, and sort of Mark Foster's looking to develop his business further, and Ken Masters looking for another opportunity. Yeah. Obviously so he's got the yeah. chandlery, and he's got that part of yeah. side development. Yeah. So so uh, Foster Craft, as it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, has an opportunity to take on a franchise, but but Mark Foster doesn't have the capital, the capital to actually really do it, and so it feels like a it's like a marriage made in heaven. There's yeah. Ken with capital. He seems to have gotten over his um, his losses on the marina development quite well, quite he's, quickly. Is is in it to win it, and is is looking for the next opportunity, and and this is it, and this is it, and and I think so. We we have a comedic. Um, <laughs> sequence of Ken looking green about the game. I have no idea why they did that because they had a long sequence where you've, you've got them going on a very grey day on a very grey ocean. They all uh, looked quite bouncy. And they all look very bouncy, and you've got there was a, there was a close up of Ken gripping on yeah, the deer he's line, clinging and looking, on. looking a bit bilious. Yeah, and then and then we we so we think, oh god, that does look very appealing. And then we have another scene where we've got more of the. This sort of the jazzy Howard's Way music. And oh, how I've missed that! I know, I love that. Oh, oh how I've missed that. I do love the jazzy Howard's Way music. It's fab, 
and uh, and Ken is looking happy and jolly, yeah, so he's so over his biliousness yeah, and then decides clearly, to go out for lunch. <laughs> clearly, he he discovered his sea legs midway through that yeah. that trip, and yes, and they all go out for have a slap up dinner, which is lovely, 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 lovely. Um, so it's and the, he makes a pro. He basically makes a proposition, not in that way, yeah. to Mark Foster about entering into into a partnership. Mm. Um, for sales and blah 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 and even racing yeah yeah Ken wants to get into racing and they, they talk about money for the craft and it's about 40 grand for a, a cruiser so yeah but so. but which I, th- which I thought was kind of strange really because there's Mark Foster saying basically seemed to be saying it's all just too expensive for people to buy then he says it costs 40 grand well People Goodness knows how Charles Freer's Bentley costs, but it wouldn't be a kick in the shirt off no. forty grand. Well, so the flying fish he's marketing it. He's marketing it. He clearly, he needs Ken's marketing. Yeah, and I because think Ken... he's, he's not making a good job of it. No, so yeah, so that's that. So and it's uh, I mean there does seem to be a start, and I, I quite like the Mark Foster character. Um, I, I don't think enough has been nothing, nothing is dealt with his storyline yeah. there's a he's little a bit, of a bit. T- he's a bit of a tim nice but dim really, yeah he? he doesn't really have an edge well we haven't seen an edge to him well he did have a little backstory of dawn because apparently he was with dawn over four years ago but dawn was used to the wanted the better things yeah well we established that with with dawn's brief dalliance with with, with jack, with jack. Um, yeah, so dawn moves on to the to the, the next, next one. To, she she spends all your money and then moves on to the next one. Mm, so but she's a gold digger. She's a gold. Wow, I don't think. Yeah. I, just, I I feel a bit sorry for Dawn, and I say we, we, Dawn comes to an end. Dawn's storyline comes to an end at the end of this series, which is quite sad. We'll yeah. mention that when that on the episode that yes. happens. I think actually I think that's in. Maybe is it the next? next two episodes i don't know within, i think it's within the next two your 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 encyclopedic knowledge of howard's way defeats yeah. me so yeah because it's it's because dawn leaves on the on the, on the bus wed, on the yeah on the yeah on the lynn wedding episode <laughs> yeah she leaves on the national express <laughs> i think it's more of a crossville <laughs> bus actually <laughs> so, so yeah oh but there, there was some really nice meaty storylines hang on a minute but hang we, on a minute we, we, need, we, we we've saved the best have we the best for, have <laughs> the best we? for last we meet a new car another new character yeah but before we meet the new character mm-hmm. so so there's a scene with leo and abby and abby it's still in a mohair it's still in a, mo- in a mohair cardigan moping <laughs> moping around and then they start to talk about someone that we've never heard of before, before. But, but clearly is quite familiar to everyone else which is Curtis Yeager Yeager and in quite a neatly done a very concise pen portrait we're we're left in no doubt he, as to what a nasty piece of work he's he's an extreme he, he he's an extreme protester. protester he's a he's a domestic terrorist yes so he's and a, he's been invited to join them at I'll put this in inverted commas <laughs> night club the night club I'm not sure whether this is Southampton or Tarrant but um, and then we get the obligatory ghastly night club 
In fairness, the dancing looked a bit better than... I, mean, I think, what did you say? You said two where we watched it. Oh, it looks like they, they ransacked all Southampton's yeah, gay bars. Yeah. We had the, <laughs> or, no, it must have been, must have been Birmingham, actually. No, I think it, I think it would have been Southampton. I suspect this was filmed in Southampton rather than in Birmingham. Really? Yeah, well, all the all the the um, the location. location work is done in and around South oh, right. Southampton, okay. this, and this was definitely location. Right. Um, yeah. So all, you've got all these all these club kids looking totally out of place in this ghastly upstairs. <laughs> well, night, in a club, and then it had a like, sort, of, sort of snooker hall above. Yeah, with, television, with tele- artex and this massive till. <laughs> Looking like a youth club. Film, <laughs> film, film and television rarely do nightclubs well. They usually look ghastly, and this was no. But no in fact, we, have, we, have, we have a montage, yeah, and but it, we have all these disco kids that have been hauled in from the from from the gay clubs of South <laughs> or the gay club. In of Southampton, looking totally oh, out, right. of, out of place. Like you got Davy. You got Davy doing his his break dancing. His, his break dancing. Uh, thing. Uh, Leo looks like he could move a little bit. I mean, see Abby on the dance floor, and she's like wearing some sort of granddad's shirts, baggy yeah. thing. Uh, amongst these these kids wearing relaxed relaxed t-shirts, t-shirts and dungarees. And dungarees. <laughs> <laughs> Good heavens. And then in, in comes Curtis Yeager. Yeah, we have like a, lots of solo things where he's walking in and he's powerful. It's it's a really powerful yeah. scene. Because and they've styled him like a member of the Hitler Youth. He looks like Herr Flick. He does. He looks like, he's, he looks like, a, he looks like Herr Flick of the Gestapo. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> we have ways of making you talk. Yes, or dance. Yeah. We have so, ways of making you so, respect animals. So, uh, <laughs> we, so we do have it. So, like, he's he's like a lone wolf, isn't he? Really, because he's going through the crowd. He's holding his own with uh, a scoop necked vest. Yeah, and you and but you googled him as well, and he's like seventy odd now, isn't he? Yeah, so well, he, he was, was forty his, or he, something. Yeah, he was in his forties when he met. He's very, very young looking. But, yeah, um, but, <laughs> and he does hold his own, and we have we have the, they have the interaction with there's Davy with. Fag hag. Um, I mean, I still wanted the Leo David story, Davy storyline. Yeah, I mean that. that I mean, the, there were so many missed opportunities. <laughs> here. So many missed opportunities. Dawn could have had some ugly frocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could have so you're just a... going to have to start writing that fan fiction. That fan you really fiction. are. You really are. <laughs> Someone's already doing it. Um, so one of our gorgeous, gorgeous, lovely, lovely listeners um, under Leo Howard. Um, uh, has written the uh, sort of uh, sort of a sequel, uh, mm. se- series seven. Yeah. And it's actually really good. Imagining uh, how it might all have played well, out. Well, and it, it's it's very Leo Abbey uh, Abbey focused. Yes. However, it's really really it, it's it's well written. Yeah, I think I think the stuff that you would write would be in a parallel universe. It's in a parallel universe. You you you'd be diverging quite early on from the established. <laughs> Howard's yeah. Way narrative. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I, I think my Howard's. I, I, so obviously, in my narrative, uh, so Tom Howard wouldn't have died. Well, of course, because say because I think that because you would want a happy ending. I would want a happy ending with with uh, with Jan and uh, yeah yeah. So, um, yeah. but yeah, so that so we have so we, his character. This so Hitler youth sort of Jaeger 
Is it Jaeger? Jaeger. Curtis Jaeger. Curtis Jaeger. They even give him a, ger- a German name. Yeah, I mean, it's like really, Jaeger I mean, hit us over the head with a, with a mallet. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah. You know, you can, you know, sometimes I do want to write through through the you know timey-wimey thing, t- t- through the, the past, say to the Howard's Way writers, you know, we are actually quite smart. You don't need to whack us over the head. No. We get the message. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, so that's the uh, uh, so he's introduced and he's actually freely admitting we have other ways of doing it. So we, have ways of, we have ways, ways of, of saving the environment because it, it's sort of it's more than handed out a leaflet. And it obviously sparks something in Abby, and there's a little there is a, a little bit of chemistry. So it's a frisson. It's a frisson of chemistry, frisson. Um, and it looks like. They say Davy takes his cues. So, oh, we're going to go back to the dance floor. <laughs> get out of yeah. this, this situation. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we just, just lament the the Leo Davy wedding that never didn't happened. happen. Oh, maybe in some they could, they could have they could have done a double up with Lynn and Claude. Yes. Really, can they? <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, so Abby's sort of is quite stimulating it gives her a cause to get behind to to take her take a mind yeah. off a, to throw her, off her mohair cardigan throw and, off her mohair cardigan and, and get on her get, get, her, um, her relaxed dungarees <laughs> yes so yeah so that's we've got a new character introduced there we've had a, and we'll i think we'll we'll see a fair bit of yeah of him. We, we will he, he's he's going to be a loose cannon rattling around the decks of the Lynette, I think I, I, I took that metaphor a little bit yeah, too far, too far didn't I? yeah. So, but yeah, so yeah. overall, I love this episode. I, there's, there's it a was few, a good episode. There's a few missed opportunities. A few missed opportunities. But overall, it did it really, really Some nice well. comedy frock moments. There was some comedy... Oh, the, the, oh, the shoulder pad. I think now we've got a fashionista sort of being on a the payroll. technical advisor. <laughs> Just make the shoulder pads as big as possible. Yeah. Put them in massive frocks <laughs> and make them famous. <laughs> so, and we, we, the problem is we haven't had any sort of Kate and Jack moments. It's well, Jack's like, been Jack's been a bit busy, and it, Kate's been busy too. They've been pursuing their own projects. Yeah, there's no mention of the racehorse, but then I suppose the racehorse is laid up for for a year. For a year, so we're not going to hear anything about. It. And at least Kate stopped moaning about the the, the bills. bills. Well, we, she's she's got the money to pay for that. So. Yeah, so we put the racehorse to bed for a for a while anyway. For a while, um, but we don't still don't. Oh, so and Leo is is meant to be still working at the Mermaid Yard, sort of, sort of. Missing, um, missing sales. Missing sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We didn't hear anything of the new technology, the computerization. <laughs> the BBC. The BBC Micro. Apparently, the BBC Micro. I think it's forty years old this year. Well, it's bound to be. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's bonkers. It's, yeah. yeah, you only so, ever saw it in schools. Well, a few friends had them on our well. BBC programs. Yeah, it was a, a few friends had them was up with the fixed monitor, um, um, but yeah, we were, so there was a conversation going on in Twitter this week about sort of what computers they had. I had a ZX Spectrum, um, that's plus two, which mm. didn't have the counter on. So when you were playing Gauntlet, which was a game you should play the tape to a certain thing, but you forgot about it because you were just so pleased that it it taped. It played it all. It played it all. Yeah. And then when you got to get to the next level, you think, oh bugger 
tape was still running. <laughs> he couldn't go back and play it. So I was just like, right. <laughs> so, oh. it's how patient we were because someone else was making. When you had to reset your PC uh, with all the discs, you know, like like five and a quarter discs, and mm-hmm. you had to redo, had to reset your computer. And it took like a weekend to do it, <laughs> and before it ended up with ROM disk corrupted, then you had to go and redo the whole thing again. Ugh. We didn't have that with the ZX81. No, no, he just plugged it out. But he did have... <laughs> well, you actually had to type in all the... He did have the expansion memory pack. Yeah, you I had sp- the memory you, pack. You put the back, which yeah. you could basically fry an egg on. You certainly so could. Hot. Yeah, the, the, 60, the 16K um, memory expansion was got very, very hot indeed. It got it super hot. And I always had one of these uh, early model printers where you just like burn into the paper. Yeah, you had special shiny paper. Yeah, like, shiny like paper. Bus, like a bus ticket. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like a home incendiary device, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> I never had a, we weren't rich enough for that. So. I had a printer. I don't know why I had a printer. I think Didn't it know. came, it it came with it. And then I, 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 I printed it once. I think I did. Hello. And it's like, it printed out there. Then my mum accused me of smoking because there was a the smell, smell of smoke. The burning smell. <laughs> the burning smell coming from a bedroom. And like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just shooting up heroin, that's all. I'm not, yes, I'm not smoking, yes. honest. That's <laughs> yeah, trade spotting yeah. Nantwich style. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, so we've not we've not heard much of the seal making technology no. in this episode. No. Probably just as well because it's not actually that interesting. No, I mean, that, was, that was a bit. It was, it's probably an odd storyline that's. Well, I I, th- I think that was just introduced to heighten the the, the, the tension between Jack and yeah. Tom. Well, yeah, but overall, really, really good episode. Uh, I was I thoroughly think enjoyed. I think it. We've covered all the bases of what's happened in this. Expect we have. Um, so don't forget, everybody. It's eight o'clock every Sunday for the tweet along hashtag Howard's Way. Jam in your DVDs and watch it along with us while we sort of have witty, and then we drop the podcast. The immediately after the moment Marty Webb currently sort of uh, starts warbling starts warbling away with Howard's way uh, but yeah so overall very very good you can good, find us on all social good media effort platforms. all round yeah you can find us on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust mm-hmm. um, and in the meantime it's, and you can find us on the web yeah. AntiqueDust.co.uk you can buy a range of mugs buy a mug Howard's way merch Howard's way mug <laughs> we've got a <our> merch <laughs> No copyright infringement intended. No, or replied just a fan. fan. We're just fan. We're not making any money off it. That's for that's, that's a fact. <laughs> that's an absolute fact. We don't know. We just want to spread the love for Howard. We want to way. spread the Howard's way love. love. Yes. So in the meantime, it's Jonathan signing off. And, well, and it's goodbye from Rob. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.